Hello and welcome to Kaplan's NCLEX PrepCast, brought to you by KaplanNursing.com, which offers prep courses for both the NCLEX RN and NCLEX PN examinations. And in today's episode, we are going to be talking about a subject that pertains not only to nursing, but to just about any career that you could pursue. So if you're not a nurse nurse who's listening, you might even find this to be interesting. But of course, we're going to talk very specifically about nursing. And that topic is leadership. And in particular, how do you become a leader? Why is it important to become a leader? And if you are not currently a leader, what can you do to attain leadership positions? And we have a great guest who is coming back onto the show for the third time, who is Susan Benish. And she is a has been a nurse, I should say, for the last 35 years. She has been an educator for the last 32 years and has been with Kaplan as an NCLEX instructor for the last six years. And you may recognize her from previous episodes, such as Overcoming Stress and before that, talking about nursing certification. So welcome, Susan, back to the show. It is great to be here, Matt. Always a pleasure. Yeah. Again, this is your, your third time coming on the show and I anticipate we'll have you back many more times since since students really seem to be uh, enjoying having you as a guest. So thank you so much for coming back on and lending your expertise for yet another subject area. We definitely appreciate it. Um, And I guess my first question for you then to to kind of build up that credibility is thinking about leadership. uh, What sort of leadership positions have you taken on throughout your career? Well, I, I knew initially when I was in nursing school um, that I wanted to be an ER nurse. And back in those days, that was the plum assignment that everybody wanted. Uh, my goal initially was to be a flight nurse. And I have kept up that theme somewhat, didn't become a flight nurse. Um, I had had baby number one and number two got in the way of that. Um, so wanted to get some leadership roles and wanted to participate with the hospital that had the best flight nursing program. So I, I made it my goal to become a leader in the nursing school and get very involved. I was president of my senior class in nursing school and in also in my senior year won the Catherine Fleming Award for Nursing Leadership excellence in nursing and and nursing leadership at the hospital that I eventually went to work with and was going to become a flight nurse at um, until I got pregnant and sidetracked a little bit. Um, So, you know, careers take that that path. And throughout then my career, that afforded me the opportunity um, as I went into graduate school um, to really open up myself to, um, you know, those kinds of, of opportunities for leadership. As part of that award program, uh, the Catherine Fleming Award, this is through Presbyterian Hospital in Oklahoma City, great organization. It was actually a year-long program um, where we were part of the Institutional Review Board, the um, Ethics Board, but they actually pulled together nursing leaders from within that healthcare organization, which was part of the Health Science Center downtown, um, and and the teaching facility. So it was just an incredible opportunity. We got together, you know, probably twice a month to talk about different topics in healthcare. So that really set me up for a lot of networking, a lot of success, 
with other nursing leaders from around our area and not just even that hospital because there was, it was a, you know, a very much a community-based effort for nursing leadership. And I was just privileged to be part of that. So it was a stepping stone and um, we're talking to student nurses and that's why I encourage them, you know, get involved early on, get involved because you never know what doors are going to open up. So with, First of all, I mean, you're definitely very qualified, of course. So it sounds like you've taken on a lot of leadership uh, positions. And I think it's probably useful to start by addressing this concept of leadership. It seems like it's a very simple concept to understand, but I'm really wondering if you could, for the folks at home, give either like a definition of leadership or uh, your, you know, what leadership is in your own words, and in particular, how Leadership does not necessarily tie to a title because we know that you don't need to be a, in a formal leadership position to be a leader. So how do, how do you see leadership? What is sort of your definition of what leadership is? And, and this is what is so important in terms of leadership and nursing, because um, even if you look at the Institute of Medicine report on the state of nursing, there they're making um, recommendations for nurses actually to take on leadership roles within the community and be part of um, a structure that historically nurses were not part of. Um, so they want and see the value of nurses being leaders and opinion leaders um, on a broad spectrum along with physicians, healthcare organization, administrators. And this can be, to your point, Matt, at any level. So even on a staff nurse level, um, a student nurse level, you know, certainly if you're in administration or a clinical nurse specialist or an advanced practice role, you're going to be looked upon as a leader. But one of the one of the things that we have to realize in, as as nurses is that again to your point, there are two there are two different concepts here at play. One would be a manager or somebody that's on the org chart as um, somebody who is in a position of authority or supervisory um, position. And then that person who is really what's considered a leader for their opinion and how their opinion matters. So leadership in that sense can be anyone um, and really broadly defined as the process by which any individual, in this case nurses, influences other colleagues or individuals um, in the community um, as a group to accomplish key goals. And you've got to make that group then in that leadership role become more cohesive, um, act as a group, make it function cohesively, unite people behind a theme. That's what a leadership role is and that's what a leader does. As, as we transition into talking about how to become a leader, I think it's important to qualify if that's something you can even become. So that, and this is a question you'll see a lot when people talk about leadership, but um, Susan, for you, do you think that leadership is something that you're born with? Like, do you have those innate qualities as it does it tie to your personality or is it something that you train to become? I mean, what's your, your process of thought of if it's, you know, either uh, environmental or, or genetic in that sense? So, so I, I think it takes both. Um, 
and and it can be either or. Some people just really, you can tell from a very early age, are that little kid, that little toddler, that little kindergartner who rallies all the troops, you know, for bad or good, um, and, and really is, you know, kind of what you call on a childhood basis, sort of that ringleader personality. Um, and it's important to channel those kids um, to, 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 to be productive. Um, but part of leadership, really, um, there are some unlikely leaders. Um, and if you look at that, you know, you can see historically some people who were sort of thrust upon that stage and really had to step outside of their, their comfort zone to become leaders or or achieve a goal that they saw was a social injustice, um, a personal goal, um, you know, something that they had to do for their family even. Um, they're, you know, our family leaders. And, um, you know, so it's it, one of the biggest things is learning how to step outside that comfort zone um, if indeed you want to get something done. And then what are the steps? Because you know, research will tell us that there are steps to becoming a leader and how you can train yourself um, to, be, to be a better leader, even if you are that natural born leader. I, I see the same thing, and you're right. Sometimes you see those uh, toddlers, for better or worse, uh, in the playground rallying. <laughs> uh, and then there are those who you would have never even imagined uh, being in a leadership position. <laughs> and somehow over time, uh, they develop they, the skills to become those leaders. They rise to the challenge. Yep. Exactly. And have it thrust upon them. Um, so thinking about then the nursing field in particular, why is leadership so important in the nursing field? And why should anyone even care to become a leader in that field? Well, you know, if you, if you want to really be honest, um, my honest opinion, I really see nurses as the linchpin for so many of the different members of the healthcare team. We're really that person that's at the bedside, um, fielding care management, um, talking with patients about their personal um, healthcare goals, and they look to us to be a leader. Um, they look to us for information. Nurses are highly credible, and that is one of the essential elements of, of people who are identified as leaders. They're credible. Um, you, you believe them, you trust them, you follow them. And, and so credibility is core um, to becoming a leader. And, and nurses are above all credible. I mean, any, any research will, will show you that there's a high trust level with nurses. I think that's also because we're humble. I think it's also because we say, if I don't know something, I'll find out. Or let's hear what you have to say about that Mr. or Mrs. So-and-so patient. And um, so, so when we look at leadership, it doesn't matter where you are on your organizational hierarchy. I think some of the most important leaders are the people who are actually at the bedside or at the chair side in a clinic. Those are the leaders. I, I agree. I think, and I've seen this, that nurses really are, as you said, the, the linchpin uh, in the healthcare field. And, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and so many. Yeah, the, just the care management role alone. Um, Puts, puts that. So I would say that every nurse is a leader at some level. That's a, that's a great point to make. 
So then if someone is currently in the nursing field who maybe doesn't think about themselves as a leader, but wants to be, how can that person become a leader? So let's start with, you know, our core audience, the, the students um, that are out there. And this is whether you're a staff nurse going to um, graduate school or a student nurse becoming an LPN or RN. So the first thing we talked about in, in terms of becoming a leader is really uniting a group to function as a cohesive group. Um, so the, what's the first thing that you do in that, in that you know, area? Well, you look at what your personal goals are. So one of the things that I teach in my classes on leadership um, and I, when I teach for Kaplan, um, we do a SWOT analysis. And this is something that a lot of companies do um, to really look at their own organization um, and their attributes, their strengths, their weaknesses, their opportunities, and their threats. So that's what SWOT, S-W-O-T, stands for, strengths, weakness, opportunity, and threat. So it's, it, it's really good to do that on your own individual basis as well and figure out what is your goal okay so what is your goal so your goal is to graduate from nursing school get a job um, you know look at where you want to be in one year three years five years um, and then identify the strengths that will get you to that place so strengths are those factors that are likely to have a positive effect on or, or help enable you to achieve the objective. So it may be, I'm going through nursing school, um, you know, I have, you know, the luxury of, you know, perhaps only working part-time and maybe am not, um, you know, have, have a lot of children or a lot of family responsibilities right now. That might be one of your strengths. You might have a strength that's a strong background in anatomy and physiology or math or communications, really look at those strengths um, on an individual basis and, and be critical about that. I mean, take some time and you know, write that down, maybe just a few paragraphs. You know, what, what do other people say about you when they look at you that, that you're strong in? So get some feedback from other people. And this is what companies do. They get feedback from their customers, from their clients, um, from their employees, um, and sometimes even their competitors, um, people who help them with marketing. You know, what are those strengths? And really look at that because that can help identify a goal for you as well. And then look at your weaknesses. So, um, or, or, you know, you know, things that might have a negative effect. Well, I want to be a nurse, you know, want to be, you know, um, a flight nurse, but I'm afraid of heights, you know, so, you know, kind of a deal breaker there. Um, you know, how, how would you overcome that? And so write down those weaknesses, things, and I don't even like to call that, a, you know, really a weakness, um, but it's those things that would have a negative effect or a barrier. Um, you know, say I would like to be, you know, an ER nurse, but, you know, that's a physically demanding job and maybe you're just a smaller person. Um, so, you know, you're going to have to work a little bit, you know, to overcome that, you know, and, and get get to your objective. Then O, opportunities. Um, those are the external factors that are likely to have a positive effect on achieving or exceeding your objectives. Um, or it could be an, an, a goal not previously considered for my own, 
from my own um, experience when I wanted to be a flight nurse, uh, found out I was pregnant. Um, not going to be the time to be doing that. Um, so what I did was transitioned over into more of the community outreach um, and ended up at the community at, at our uh, health department and doing community health. You know, I've since circled back in and done my fellowship in wilderness medicine, but you know, it was not a previously considered goal. That was not on the radar screen going to work at the health department, but it dovetailed beautifully. So, um, and then threat key, that would be the external factors or conditions that are likely to have an, again, a negative effect on achieving, um, or would make the goal unachievable. Um, you know, for, for a lot of people, you know, money, um, is a goal is a threat to, to achieving those goals. Gee, I'd like to get a master's degree and become a nurse practitioner, but you know, I'm going to have to take out student loans. Um, so those kinds of things. So really look at that SWOT analysis and you can Google that and, and find that, you know, there are graphs that'll help you work through that exercise, but, but that will help you envision your own personal goal. And when, when we, what we know from research is that the more specific we are about a goal, the more specific we are in stating our goal, the more likely we are to achieve it. So this is a great exercise for people to really sit down and spend some time in self-reflection um, and reflection with others. Um, you know, maybe somebody might not know that that's a threat for you. You might have, you know, a, a family member who said, you know, I'll help you a little bit. You know, I can do this. I can watch a child. I didn't know that was a threat for you. Um, so really putting pencil to paper can help you a lot in, in achieving that personal goal. And when you know what your personal goal is, you're, you're impassioned by that. Um, and, and you'll want to succeed in that area. I like to say that I really don't work in nursing because it's something I would do for free. Um, you know, you know, and, and do, we all volunteer. So look at those things that you're passionate about and uh, the money will come, the money will come, but um, doing your best, um, requires a passion. By default, a lot of people may go to <clears throat> or may even avoid <laughs> going to their families uh, or even their friends. But beyond those personal relationships, who else would you recommend involving in that SWOT analysis? I would, I would look at those colleagues you trust. Um, it's, it's always good to have somebody that you trust. That person that you know would, would tell you that you have spinach in your teeth. <laughs> You know, that person that you know is going to say things in a meaningful and constructive way with your best interest at heart. Um, so that could be a colleague from work. It could be a nursing school faculty member. Um, it could be somebody in the community, um, you know, some organization that you've participated in. Think back over the past couple, three years, even, because, you know, when, when, when I have students do this and I ask them to reach out to the people that have been important to them in the past, it is amazing. They said, I never knew that they thought this about me or that they saw this attribute in me. So it can really be fairly empowering. Um, you know, when, when you hear from people and what they see in you as your potential it can be very affirming. What are some action steps that any nursing student can take right now? to become a better leader? 
Well, once you know what you're passionate about, then start gearing yourself in that direction. Um, figure out what you want to be responsible for and then what will motivate you into action. Because again, you can't be a leader just as a placeholder. You have to be passionate about the goal that you're achieving. So what, what motivates you? And when you're motivated and when you're charged up about something, it's easier to get other people to share your passion and to share your goal because you've articulated it so well. So, you know, get involved then in the Student Nurses Association on your campus. That will also connect you to state and national organizations. Um, many schools actually will, um, for stu stu certain student leaders, um, even help them with stipends to attend state and national conventions. It's a great place for you to see what's the landscape out there in nursing. Um, run for a class office within your nursing school. Um, many schools really have specific leaders within each of their class cohorts. You know, a, a president, vice president, secretary. Um, you know, I, re I remember my daughter going to school um, in, she was in college and she came home and she said, uh, you know, I think I'm going to go to this meeting um, this week. And uh, it was something really off the wall that I'd never thought about her, you know, engaging in at all. And she said, do you think they'll let me in? I said, it's a college campus. You know, they, it, it's open to everyone. Um, so she went, she said, I'm just, I'm just so passionate about whatever, you know, this group was doing and that group doesn't make a difference, but it was that she was so passionate about it. She went to the meeting later that week and came home and she was secretary. They, you know, elected her secretary that night. And, uh, you know, she come to find out she knew a few other people. Um, she was a journalism major and she was elected secretary. Perfect fit. So she tried something new. So get involved in those groups, you know, whether it's nursing school um, or, you know, some other group on campus. And then connect to those inner core of your values. You've done your SWOT analysis. You know what your values are. Um, you know what your attributes are. Um, so maybe bring those nursing skills to other groups on your campus or within your community. Participate in or help start a health fair at a local school, church, library, community center for health screening. Um, a lot of libraries now have such such a um, influx of homeless people. Um, you know because it's a warm, safe place and there's free internet. So. A lot of libraries, you know, have developed actual programs, outreach programs for homeless folks. Um, and most of the people who are homeless, you know, don't have the best health. Maybe look at that and say, can I do something? What can I do, even in a small way, um, to, uh, to uh, bring my nursing skills into my community? Um, so step out of your comfort zone. You know, sometimes we, we have to just do things that challenge us just a little bit. Okay, we might learn something new and do it on a limited basis. But, uh, you know, in, if you haven't already figured so already um, in nursing as you look in your career, you're going to be stepping outside your comfort zone a lot. There's, after 35 years in nursing, there's still hardly ever a week that goes by that I haven't seen something that's like, well, that's a twist. <laughs> that's still a twist. Um, so, you know, get used to it. Um, you know, 
again, you know, look at the homeless shelters, domestic violence shelters, um, you know, child life centers, um, you know, all kinds of place feeding centers. You know, what can you do to just help a little bit or step out of that comfort zone? You never know what you can achieve until you try to achieve it or give yourself a little push. Um, think back to your past stories of success because a lot of people are, are, are kind of scared to step outside of their comfort zone. So think about how far you've come. And everybody who's listening, I mean, you're in nursing school. I mean, think about, or you're in pre-nursing school, think about graduating from high school and what it took just to do that. Um, you know, getting into college, you know, getting into nursing school. Um, for those of you who are already in nursing school, I mean, think about how competitive that was and how far you've come. So use those success stories to plan that, that journey. Um, you know, just think of everything you've overcome and, and be a little bit empowered, okay? Um, because everybody, everybody who's listening to this has, has achieved something. And, uh, and, and, you know, step on that, you know, use those successes as stepping stones. Um, then look forward to the future victories and really plan your journey. Um, you know, use your SWOT analysis, um, state what you want to be doing in one, three, and five years, and plan your time efficiently. You know, coordinate your activities so that you can get that graduate degree, become a nurse practitioner or a nursing informaticist or a nursing educator. You know, um, make sure that you look for all the synergies that are available to you. And then um, look for scholarships and awards that are available to you, not only in nursing school, but campus-wide, other community organizations. Um, and are there nursing internships that are available at the healthcare organization that you want to work at? So, um, you know, talk to the financial aid office, talk to these other community groups, and, and just Google it and find out what's out there. Uh, your daughter's uh, story, just quickly, uh, one of the morals there is that as a leader, you have to show up. <laughs> Got to show <laughs> I think I think it was Woody Allen that said 80% uh, of success is just showing up. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she hadn't gone, then she would have never even had that opportunity. So like you said, it's going outside your comfort zone. It's, uh, it's, it's showing up at the end of the day. And uh, She parlayed that into networking opportunities that landed her um, a job in Washington, D.C. That's excellent. Yeah, that's uh, that's the, usually the success that we hear when you when you put yourself out there and uh, mm -hmm. you know give it give it your all, uh, your absolute best. Mm -hmm. So my my closing question for you, in thinking about all of these qualities of leadership and becoming a leader, thinking back to your past, either your personal life or and it could be your present, um, whether it's a well-known figure or not, who really stands out to you as exemplifying leadership and why? There are really two nurses that I look to, and uh, so much of my world is, is nursing and, and healthcare, so I'm going to draw on those. Um, and one of them was one of the nursing leaders that um, was part of this uh, scholarship and award program my senior year in nursing. And one of the things she told me, uh, she's a great nursing leader, um, tough, tough, uh, but well-respected, certainly credible, um, and always put patients first. Um, and one of the things she told me is, you know, 
as a leader, you're going to be disappointed. Okay. Um, you're going to be so passionate about what you're doing. Um, you're going to become really good at it. And don't judge other people by your standards. They're on their own journey. And, and, and help them on their journey if it's not right for, if your journey is not right for them. Help them achieve their, their best outcome. Um, and, and that's just really a nursing goal. And, and she said, you know, don't be afraid of being disappointed. Um, even when you make a mistake, you're still learning. Um, so that, that always stuck with me. And I have remembered those words, um, not to judge other people by our own high standards, because we're passionate about what we're do doing on our journey. And, um, you know, that's, that, that was just a lot of wisdom. And then another nursing leader was, was one that was, you know, very early in my career. Um, and, and she was one of the first new nurses to actually, um, be on our hospital, and it was a teaching hospital, um, administrative team. And uh, she was one of the vice presidents. And, and she was not the vice president of nursing. She had carved out a new role for herself. And her goal was actually to bring together all the clinical nurse specialists to lift up the hospital. Um, you know, Joint Commission has a program for that now, but she was one of the leaders um, back in the 80s that, that saw that vision of really having accredited and credentialed um, organizations within hospitals and pulling together the nursing staff to, um, at every level, bedside, um, clinical nurse specialists, um, you know, emerging nurse practitioner roles, um, and, and make that hospital even stronger from a nursing perspective. So she really carved out that role. And, I, and uh, I was talking with her or about her with a colleague a few days ago, and uh, we were just both remembering her fondly. So, Sounds like you have some great role models that you've looked up to in nursing, and it's no surprise that that's why you've had such a great uh, career as a leader yourself. So um, I, I definitely uh, you know, appreciate, and I know the listeners at home as well, appreciate the examples, the stories, and then the structure to how you can become a leader yourself. So uh, Susan, I want to thank you again for uh, coming onto the show. And I'm hoping that we'll see you again for uh, yet another episode of, uh, of our PrepCast. Thanks for, thanks for having me. Anytime, anytime. Have a great, uh, have a great rest of your day. Okay. And for those of you who are listening at home, I want to thank you, of course, for uh, listening as always to our podcast and want to remind you that if you haven't already, please go ahead and subscribe to our podcast, share it out with your friends, whether it is on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, Pinterest, wherever you're sharing it. And we're on all those social platforms, by the way. So make sure to follow us there as well. And if you are getting ready for the NCLEX, if you're looking for any sort of program, whether it's courses, whether it is a, a QBank or even our new computer adaptive test, if you're looking for a real uh, computer adaptive test experience, just like the NCLEX, I want to remind you to go to kaplannursing.com. And just because you're listening to this show, I also want to let you know that because you're a listener, I'm going to give you 10% off of anything you want on our website. So just go to our website, kaplannursing.com, take a look at what we have to offer, and just use the promo code podcast10. That's podcast10. And you can take 10% off of 
anything you see on the site again, whether that is a review course, whether that is a our QBank, whether that's one of our computer adaptive tests there as well. As always, I want to thank you so much for listening to our podcast, and we look forward to seeing you again in a future PrepCast. <laughs>